Okay, welcome to the No Shit Show. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Conrad. And Star Wars is the best uh, Any of all the sci-fi movies. What do they call that? I don't even know sagas? Yeah, all the sagas. It's the best, period. And now. And, and this, what is this? You know, our sponsor tweeted out some garbage. And I, I don't <laughs> even know what it was. It, the movie is called what dune dune i mean what, what, isn't there like giant worms in that or something isn't yes that, is, is yes that and the... people with blue eyes and they like and they drink something and they get all crazy yeah so it's like tremors only for people in trailers it's sci-fi tremors no so yeah. i've never even heard of dune i did have to google it but i'm gonna just respond on the star wars comments um i've watched one I actually had to Google it. It's called The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh my God, Tara. Oh. It's the one. It's the one and only. And oh. I literally turned my phone to like the dark screen. And I think that I was on Twitter for 99% of it. <laughs> I am not a Star Wars fan. I this just is, can't get into it. This is a mistake already. <laughs> I guess without further ado, let's introduce our guest, Michelle. <laughs> Are you expecting me to do it? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to let you introduce yourself. Okay, first. so you want me to introduce myself? We better, like, highly edit tonight. I know. She's your friend, so. <laughs> All right, well, I'll start myself. Uh, and we're doing our facts, too, our little factoids about ourselves. Yeah. All right, so, hi, I'm your, your one of your co-hosts, Michelle. And uh, this week, uh, I really want to talk about what grinds my gears. And I really hate it when people unironically use cheers at the end of all their social media posts. Self-absorbed. <laughs> so I work for a Canadian company and um, I work Who are you? for two of them and they like cheers. Like that's how they sign off on a lot. Well, I, if it's Canadian culture, I'm fine with that. What about salute? Salute. How do you feel about that? I prefer slancha or sand or whatever you're saying in Irish. I mean, I'm sure like if the Irish listening to Americans say that, it's like shaking their heads. Oh no, damn Americans. <laughs> you know, and that's it. You know, if I if I go on to the reason why I hate cheers, I'm gonna start breaking some things where I'd illegally sign off. I wouldn't talk about it. No, you have to tell it now. You brought it's out there. We have to talk about it. This is Oh, well, my ex-husband, and, and I'm sorry if you ever listen to this, but I really don't think he you know, goes on in my life anyway. Um, I, one of the kids showed me his Facebook recently because they wanted to show me a picture. And I noticed at the end, because he's a he's a winemaker and he's a viticulturist, he ends all his posts with cheers. And since I've noticed that, like every single person who ends their posts with cheers, I just <laughs> drives me up the wall now. And actually, a guy I dated in high school owns a brewery, too, in Sonoma, and he always ends his posts with cheers. And I'm just like, you know, maybe it's like psychological from my past dating life, but I just feel like ending with cheers is just so. But uh, yes, as Connor has a good point, we have a guest host tonight with us. And we have yes. Tara Schrocken. And you guys might remember Tara because she sings Conrad wonderful videos almost every morning. So welcome, to Tara. Wait, this is the same Tara? <laughs> yeah, same Tara. She's real. Yay! Oh and singing is fun. Uh, so is that is that your interesting factoid? Great. Moving on. 
introduce yourself and say something about yourself. All right, perfect. I'm Tara Schrock, and um, I'm going to introduce myself by saying and ending in three, two, one. I love life. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Michelle, do you want to go ahead with the ad? Charity on your post with life is good. (laughs) You know what? I had Rob Sharkey saying it on the first time that I ever met him and traveled with him to a farm show. You guys will be saying it here shortly. (laughs) Team Phoenix is a group of services designed to help startups, small to mid-level content producers, artists, and business owners with the power of professional agency support for their growth. Services include graphic, print, and web design, peer support, and an audience. Whether you want to brand your business or start a podcast, Team Phoenix is there to support you. We're getting better at that. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> you are. I mean, you're, you're a professional. And we're doing voiceovers no and leaving you behind so before I know it. Let's start off with wishing Tara a happy birthday. And this will come out on Saturday. And Saturday, today's your birthday, isn't it, Tara? Yes, Saturday. Yes, it is. Well, happy birthday. Okay. Thank Conrad singing happy birthday Happy right birthday. I, he should. He should. should. This has been on social media and as a vote for, um, I mean, so many times I can't even count. So the first post (laughs) we're going to talk about. (laughs) Okay, so this first post we're going to talk about, I actually quote tweeted it, and it was from uh, Chad Siebert. He said, I honestly don't know if any two minutes of TV in my life has ever resonated more with me or validated so much of what I believe in. Just amazing. And what he's talking about is uh, Michael Jordan talking during one of the segments of The Last Dance, where which has been a 10-part series on ESPN um, about the 1998 Bulls, but also about you know Jordan's entire career and the championship runs. And I know both of you know something about this. Um, did you both have an opportunity to see some of The Last Dance? I did not watch the documentary, but I did watch the video. You Okay. What about you, Tara? Yes, um, we did. It's actually going to be um, a staple in this household. So I have a basketball-loving mm-hmm. daughter as well as two younger kids. And I uh, felt that it was so inspirational. Um, and there's something to be learned on all of it. And so um, your two-minute video I- is awesome because i feel like leadership does come with a price winning comes with a price and you know he didn't ask anything of what he wouldn't ask of himself and um, i absolutely love it it will be on my recordings for a lifelong same here i feel the same way i mean it it really got to me uh, especially some of the points that he made about you know he was such a leader during we all grew up around the same time And he was the biggest thing on earth during our, you know, teenage years. And even prior to that, I mean, Michael Jordan was it. Um, There was not a bigger person on the planet, which is pretty amazing considering he didn't come from one of the, I mean, he came from one of the four major sports, but it wasn't like one of the, you know, top two sports in the nation. It was basketball. I think one of the things that helped catapult him into that stardom was the 1992 Dream Team, which, you know, anybody that's under 30 years old, I really feel for them because they cannot grasp how big that year was, that summer was in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. 
That was the first yes. time I think the pros could be on the Olympics team. Yeah. So it was a huge and deal. He, uh, but he, one of the things he said that really struck me was he said, you know, people criticized his leadership skill, you know, his uh, leadership and the way he would approach things and how he treated teammates, et cetera, et cetera, his style. And he said, look, you know, if you don't like it, you don't mm-hmm. just don't follow. And I think that I think that could be said on so many levels today. I, I don't know. There were so many people that needed to hear that. If you don't like what somebody's doing, then walk away from it. Just go on, find somebody that you do want to follow or be a leader yourself. But I just loved what he had to say there. I thought it was great. I, com- I completely agree. I so. think that his leadership, both um, on and off the court, are, um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And I feel like our youth today could learn a lot from it. He made mention in one of the episodes Without that question. everybody wants to be him, right? Um, he, they would feel fortunate mm-hmm. to be him. And, you know, he said over and over, it's really hard being him. And it would be because we, we all take oh, for granted yeah. like he just is this star naturally and what he put forth in his career and for the passion of basketball is 99.9 percent of us aren't willing to do that I state that lightly not meaning to start an argument but I'm saying there's a lot of hard work that went behind that that we didn't see before this that got him there what I really appreciated from the video clip was how vulnerable he got and mm-hmm. how he really showed his true emotions. Because as Tara was saying, you know, he was the best and he put a lot into it. I don't think a lot of people realize when you're in a leadership position that way, whether it's in athletics, whether it's in your career or anything else, people might think that everyone around you is adoring and loves you, but it's still very lonely. And there's a lot of people mad at you for your success and being upset with you when you push them just as hard and trying to encourage them to reach the same level. I wonder, I wonder what the ratings were for this. I mean, I bet it was Carson like ratings because it's been the best thing in sports since shelter in place. I mean, we, we really haven't had any sports and this was definitely the one thing I think everybody who liked sports was looking forward to. The other thing that really struck me was, Basketball was in like 78 countries when Jordan began his career, something like that. And it was in over 200 countries by the time he retired. There weren't, there wasn't social media back then, folks. The internet wasn't even around, mm-hmm. really. I mean, not, not like it is today. And no. That's how big he was. He's bigger than LeBron has ever been from a recognition and fame standpoint. Forget about who's a better player. I don't <laughs> want to have that argument tonight. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, it's obviously Jordan, but anyway, what I'm saying is that he got that big without any aid from social media and 24 hour news cycles and those Mm -hmm. type of things. And think about that. Wow. 30 years ago, NBA wasn't wasn't as big as it is now. I don't think a lot of people realize it. It was almost like on the Ocho. If you wanted to watch the NBA game, you had to go to some obscure station, like on a Saturday morning to pick up those guys with their short shorts, you know, running around the court. And, you know, thanks to Jordan and that Bulls team at that time, and you had some huge names with Jordan, and they they single-handedly really raised basketball up where it's given the same amount of 
respect as uh, football and baseball and the other. Well, when you had the other thing the Dream Team did, people, a lot of people knew who Magic and Larry were. They knew who Magic Johnson and Larry Bird were. Even if they hadn't seen them play, they knew something about them. So with that Dream Team, you also had them drawing people in. And then it was kind of like a passing of the torch from them to Michael. Uh Like, it's your league now. And he rips off six championships in eight years after that. I mean, it, you know, you just can't write yep. that when you think about no, it. No. You, you know, the guy won two gold medals, a national uh, six NBA titles, and a collegiate national championship. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, you take uh, a company like Nike, who what gets a hold of him, the rookie, right? Yeah. And he doesn't even want yeah. to meet with them because he wants Adidas. <laughs> and then, I mean, I know. look at that whole thing full circle like that just blew my mind away that his parents had to make him go meet with nike like yeah and look i mean yes mind blowing it's like the stars were in alignment and and it was yep it people knew and predicted the future and they were correct with him see that's what i guess that's why i struggle recognizing an influencer today because when I think influencer, I think Michael Jordan. That's the bar. Now, everybody else go compete with uh-huh. that and call yourself an <laughs> <Yes>. influencer. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I look at it. <laughs> yep, we're in trouble. All right, see you guys later. It's been a good evening. <laughs> well, that will, that will good run, guys. Back it in. <laughs> okay, I'll read this next one. And, and this is kind of two tweets, a tweet and a response. So Adam Kleiss at Moo, M-O-O, for ISU. As a young farmer with high levels of working capital that is actively looking for opportunities, this whole bailout pisses me off. And there was, uh, there was a response from Jason Hansen, J. Hansen, 2024. We keep saying... We're trying to help out beginning farmers, but our actual policies do the exact opposite. When we wonder why nothing ever changes, perhaps it's because the new innovators aren't allowed in. Crazy how that works. Almost like it could be foreseen. Michelle? Well, it's it's calls me back to my experience when I was a new entrant. It's kind of funny. It's been the same thing lately. It's not as easy as one might think to start up a farm and I'm only small and uh, just the amount of paperwork I had to get through to get my first operating loan to the FSA and and all the blue tape you have to go through to, to prove that you're going to be able to pull this off and then what comes for these other people is a bailout I don't know I, I need to think about it a little bit more but it's a, it's a little bit frustrating when you're trying to do something new and in a natural market what's going to happen is some businesses are going to be eliminated. Some people get, do get the bailouts and they get to stay on. And yeah, I kind of want to hear your guys' more opinion about this. Cause I'm probably taking it in a different direction than uh, the original tweet tweet was meant. Cause I know it's more talking about the state of state of everything right now. So I'm gonna <laughs> okay, Tara. You guys talk. I am a little bit probably uh, torn with this one. You know, first of all, I thought it was funny because somebody came back and said, you're a young farmer with high working capital, like wait until you join the rest of us and the old farmer with low working capital club. I thought that was comical because, uh, you know, oftentimes you don't find 
a young farmer with high levels of working capital. True. True. <laughs> I, I my capital is very low, let me and tell I'm you. not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying it's it's out of the norm for my area. We do typically have family farms, such as my own, that will typically help you get started and whatever. So I understand that. I do think it's challenging coming into farming if you're not born into farming of some sort to get started. So I, I understand like the trying to get started part and it would be extremely challenging. The bailout, that's one that's kind of a gray area for me. I understand in the big scheme of things, people also aren't ready to start, you know, having farm sales. And I understand bailouts are there for reasons that that's why I'm not into politics. <laughs> Can I leave it at that? And then there's no, there's no <laughs> argument because I'm just saying I understand. I, I, I'm not saying I'm for or against, I under, but I, I get it. The challenge is, you know, it, we go back to 2008 and too big to fail. And I don't, I don't hear that same sentiment yelled so loudly this time around, which I find interesting. But that said, the, Obama put in policy that bailed out those uh, car companies, et cetera. Um, and that was fairly unpopular amongst uh-huh. Republicans. They should be allowed to fail. You know, I see his point. You've made bad business decisions. You've paid too much for ground. New corn and soybeans weren't going to stay that high. Um, You know, you get what you get. That's my opinion. Don't make those decisions. At the Uh same time, I just spent money on a new sprayer or new to me sprayer. I mean, I've made bets too. and, And I, you know, I need those guys to make money so I can keep doing their work and, and, that type of thing, but I've I've built a customer base that isn't heavily reliant upon being bailed out. So I really struggle having sympathy for someone that's heavily leveraged, continuing to make bad decisions and be rewarded. Yeah, I would it. agree with that. And then if you dig into a little bit more of it, it's a little bit disturbing because oftentimes these bailouts, of course, go to the larger, right? The larger producers. That's what it's based off yeah. of. And so- sure. Some of it was an eye opener for me when I started reading about it because, you know, it's like the, I think the one article from 60 Minutes, I think that was doing an investigation in on it. And, you know, it was like a a composer, an architect, a banker that was getting this money, right? Because they were the, they, they had ownership and they were of the farms, of the large farms. And so that's kind of a weird feeling for me, just because I guess I come from a small farm, right? So any money that we would it goes sure. right back into the farm and it, and they don't have any other occupations right so everything is right back in there and so i don't know it's a little bit weird just because it's like more of a you know the investors are getting it right so um mm-hmm. are they investing it back into the farm yes. or i mean you got a, a banker a composer an architect like who knows what other things they're invested in so i i don't know it's well they're using it are they using it to keep the price of you know, ground Absolutely. propped up, yep. the banker, the price of combine propped up for, you know, John Deere and, and Case. I mean, those are the things that go through my mind. Now, I want to point one other thing out and then I'll shut up about it. You, you know, promise? Re- just, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You promise? You're going to shut up? I pr- <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we just lost Tara. 
Um, <laughs> um, no, but what I'm, you know, the car companies have been uh, forced to make, make respirators during this time. Now, they have stepped up and said, you know, they want to do their part, and that's great. But it was a mandate that they're going to do this. And to me, it fell on deaf ears, any complaints they had, because they got that bailout in twenty in 2008. So I'm here to tell you that okay. there may come a day in the future where some event happens and the farmers are that those who receive bailouts are going to get served something they don't like. There's always a price to pay in the end. I think for me, when it comes to bailout, bailouts, I always kind of like anytime they're brought up to me, I always kind of have a kind of giggle about them. Uh, one, because in the end, the bailouts, there are the purpose of an agricultural bailout, of course, is to keep food in the grocery stores and keep food affordable. So it does benefit everybody. But I think it does keep some people who would have naturally kind of been eliminated from the industry afloat um, artificially for a while. But also, like, you know, I'm on a different part of the country than you guys. And so a lot of time we're talking about these bailouts a lot of the crops and the commodities in my area are not even eligible for bailouts. I mean, the biggest one we have here is wheat where I live is we're mostly fruit and then wine grapes. So there's obviously no bailouts for those. So what we often see out here is a lot of farms starting up and going out of business. It's the natural part of the cycle and and wineries are always rising and falling. It's, it's amazing with them. Like you actually, so like I see a different side of agriculture and so every single time, like someone like on Twitter, you know, oh, you get all those bailouts. I've honestly never known a single farmer to get a bailout on my side of the country or to get any sort of subsidy on my side of the country. So every time like bailouts and subsidies are brought up, I'm always a little bit hesitant to talk because that's not my area of expertise yeah. at all. Well, and that, and that's something that doesn't get talked about too, is that, you know, smaller producers, and the vegetable crops and the wineries, like you said, do not get the that money. And that, that never gets brought mm-hmm. to the forefront. Okay, so we're we're back after a few weeks off. We took we, we took a break from the winning tweets, mostly <laughs> because they just hurt our soul and we just they're they're sometimes hard to get through. But um here we have and this isn't just a winning treat tweet. This is like the winning like blow up. So I'm just going to read through this. It's a few tweets, and um, then we will take our takes on it. So uh, if you don't know who Wynn is, she's at Ripple Creek NW, and uh, she is the self-appointed savior of agriculture. So you choose to call me out, calling out ignorance. I asked you as an owner of Ag of the World to reel in ag. Instead, you want to reel me in. At J Lazy S Angus, and if you don't follow Lazy Angus, please follow her. She's awesome. Is full of beautiful pictures. Your heart is not. Your soul is not. You're compromised. You're a hypocrite. You're blocked. <laughs> and then she continues on because you know she can never keep it brief. She's got to be long-winded. I assume Cheyenne, you would have some knowledge of how bad a state Arkansas is. I thought Cheyenne was blocked by this point, but she kept going on. I could post articles about their high level of obesity, third in the USA, high levels of corruption in lawmakers, numerous Fed prosecutions and resignations, or some politicians' light touch of leadership. I would fight to remove freedom of religion if we go to blows in this country. Religion is at the roof of society's ills racism, sexism, social status other over others. 
Men subjugating their wives, children being married in cults. No logical defense for this. And guilty, America is ugly as hell. If religion can't be 100% pure and good, then it's useless. That is the ugly. It is ugly to have pedophile priests, evangelicals that abuse their wives, Mormons that shut everyone else. People are lumpable. Saying otherwise doesn't change that. In scene. I think we're seeing the beginning of the end. And I'm almost feeling bad talking about it because there's obviously something going on she's she 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 was friendly to everyone at first and then one by one she's kind of like turned on everyone and done these like strange tweet feds that make absolutely no sense and, I, and i'm actually like at this point where i'm starting to worry she just needs more singing in her life so, that's Conrad, it i'm you telling you she just needs more singing she would be perfectly <laughs> yes are you blocked by her I think so. Um, I, you know, uh, a long time ago when people were commenting about her, I went and checked and I was blocked. So I'm guessing I've never looked it up since. I just think it's funny. She expects like one person to agriculture is such a big industry that no one person speaks for the whole thing. And to think that like any person should be able to, and I'm using my quote tweet fingers here, <laughs> reel anyone in. I mean, that's I, what needs I to guess... be reeled in. I mean. Look in the mirror, I lady. wonder if she has ever had, like, one rational thought in her head. <laughs> I mean, she's a crackpot. Mm. Cheyenne Smith is an amazing person that she's going after here. Um, Cheyenne has a... She's yes. quietly becoming... And I don't know if people have picked up on this, but she's quietly becoming maybe the number one influencer in agriculture on social media. I'm going to go ahead and say it because she's got two of the largest accounts on Twitter Two very much so accounts. And she has a massive TikTok account now and a massive Instagram account. I have no idea what her Facebook is, but she might be. And if she isn't, I think she's going to be, I'll just go ahead and say it. Cheyenne Smith will be the number one influencer in agriculture in the United States, period. And I think it's honestly yes. deserved. She's she's done it in such a slow, quiet way, actually bringing around positive images yes. and just in, building up something that's long lasting and a positive message and just absolute beautiful photography and a and no, honestly, when she talks to people, she really listens. She might not agree with them. But she really listens. She will never condemn. And I think this is why uh, Wynn went after her. Because Wynn wants, if you feel one way different from yeah. her, you are condemned. Well, I know, but do you think she does some of that just for, like, the, you know, just for the show of it? Just for the attention? I think she's, I think since Wynn has started her social media, she has struggled to find an audience. And right. Being nice didn't work, so she's went the other way, and that's not working. And the problem is, she's not interesting. <laughs> Neither are you, but I'm so I, scared. I, I agree, but I'm not upset about not being. In, I'm, but but I'm not upset about not. But being he makes interesting. Canadians I don't mad, care. So she cares. You know, I'm only kidding. So kind yep. of maybe. Yep. Okay. This is the last time we have Tara on, by the way. I, <laughs> to me, the other thing about Cheyenne is she's taking some, she's taking some heat from from women, especially. 
she is the embodiment of fe- feminism. Oh, yeah. She's an independent person leading the charge for agriculture in every way that she can, raising people up around her, men, women, doesn't matter, you know, race or where they're from or any of that or what part of agriculture they work in. She is willing to give them a platform and it's become a massive platform. To me, one of the biggest things to become an influencer, to be an influencer, you have to be selfless because people have to believe that you care. Whether you do or not, they've got to believe it and they've got to see things that make you look like you care, that it's genuine. And she is the definition of genuine. Uh, I agree. I think that's where, to Michelle's comment, like, even if somebody disagrees with her yes. and stuff and how she handles it is the utmost, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a genuine response, right? It's okay to disagree and it's okay for her to yeah. show you, you know, what, what she thinks and her beliefs and, but she's okay if you do, don't have the same. The- she's the epitome of how, you know, we used to be able to converse with each other as a society before we got so polarized with everything. And so I think that's almost made her a target against for some people because we have those out there who think, you know, you have to take a stand for everything when you don't. That's exhausting. And just Cheyenne does a great, great job of opening up conversations because, you know, condemning everyone is never going to change anything. You can't have a conversation if you're just constantly at each other. And so I think Cheyenne does a great job of introducing. uh, She gets outside the bubble. She's big that time outside the bubble. She definitely, you know, you look at her social medias. I mean, it's so many people she's brought in. Because let's face it, most of the big accounts we we talk with each other, no. or you know, it's all other farmers. Yes, she, when you talk yes. Cheyenne, it's it's people the real from deal. all walks of life. The real and deal. She does a great job. Okay, well, this. that's that. That was a great thing. That that was a great way to do a wind tweet right there. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, I'm going to read this next one. Um, it's from Vance Crow. And Vance and I have become friends in, in the past few months. And he's given me a lot of advice. And I, you know, I don't agree with everything Vance says. I did agree with this. And he said, you know, he posted a video. And it was a couple minutes long or a minute, 30 seconds long, talking about the importance for him of not wearing a mask. And he said, I think mandatory masks are dangerous. And some of his reasoning were that, you know, we've evolved over time to read facial recognition on other people. It's part of our DNA. Um, And when you cover up from, you know, basically the eyes down, you're not able to pick up on social cues that might be important, especially in certain situations. From a logic standpoint, I struggle with the mask thing. Now, uh, he was attacked on this tweet by several of the anti-Vance League, even though they claim they're not attacking Vance. Every time he puts out a take, they are all jumping all over it. So, yes, Becca and Too Tall and w- whatever that lady's name that sounds like a man's name. You've said it to me before, Michelle. She's went after him a couple of times. You know, they, oh, they all yeah, went after him about. hard over this video, which, you know, they could have just not watched the video and, And then there were people, you know, responding, saying, this is why I don't follow you, Vance. And I'm like, yeah, nobody gives a yank that you don't follow Vance. Shut the fuck up. 
No. God damn. I'm going to edit that part out, but it really made me mad. <laughs> Tara? Oh, you're not going to edit that out. Oh, I think I was... When you sent me the, the screenshot of the tweet, I was like half asleep. You're like, I want to discuss this. And I see Vance looking at me, and it's a screenshot. I didn't realize there's a video, and all I could notice is he's got his earbuds in his ear, and like the screen grab grabbed him right when he had duck lips going on. And so I was like, like, why are we discussing duck lips? Why are people so upset with this? And it wasn't until I went back later and I realized it was a video. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I make a follow duck lips, but now I can't because that was a screen grab. And I'm sure well, we're gonna we're gonna have to. I'll have to get one. Of Luckily, you, I'm definitely. not gonna meme yet. Um, <laughs> You want to give your comments? Did you see the video, Tara? I did not. Okay, no. What's your thoughts on a mask? I'm wearing a mask. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally have been, but um, I it's not that I've been for or against them. I was regulated just because, uh, you know, dad was having open heart surgery. Oh, sure. So um, anyway, they just kind of made it be standard right away. So we kind of all did it. I will say I'm not comfortable in them. And when I put them on, I lose the ability to have eye contact with people. And I don't know why, but I feel like a robber. Or something. <laughs> and I, I just don't look at people. So I found myself now going into a store wearing a mask. And I just now wear my, my um, mirrored sunglasses. So nobody can tell my odd look that I have going on because I'm scared. Do you wear a hoodie with that <laughs> so, too? Like you just got a mask I, and the glasses. <laughs> I kind of should try that. Maybe that would might take maybe away my anxiety. I can just go all incognito. But um, yeah, I don't. I feel like to some certain extent, um, it's your own personal, uh, like you know, I guess whatever you personally choose. Um, I think there's. The, both sides of the fence once again you know i never take a, a for sure stance i'm okay if you do i'm okay if you don't um and that's probably about it i don't think anybody should criticize because of it i guess like chastise i mean it's just it's what it's your risk i am um, i hate wearing the mask so i purposely go places or avoid going anywhere where i'd have to wear one i do have some sitting in the truck in case i need one <laughs> Um, I I have a lot of people that like grins ridiculously at people so they know I'm not mean or something. And so now I'm finding myself grinning at people underneath this this face mask. They probably have no idea why I'm staring at them and I look crazy. But the funny thing about the face mask issue has become one of those another topic. And I, I'm gonna talk about why this is polarized in two different ways. Just talking about like I mean, on social media is sometimes exposes you to a portion of the population you did not know exists. And there's been two sides. If we have on one side, the Nazis who think you should even be wearing them in your house, you know, while you're doing the dishes. And there's that side. And then there's the one where it's like, oh my God, face masks are the government trying to control you. And there's no way the face mask is ever going to prevent any infection. And I'm sitting here going, it's not about elimination. It's about reducing. But that's the science side of me. And so we have that polarized discussion, and it, it goes back to what we we're talking about Cheyenne. It's so hard to have a discussion where people actually listen to each other because we're so convinced that what we think is right, when the reality is somewhere in the middle. If you go out in public, if you choose to, wear your face mask, and it reduces the odds that you are going to pass something on to somebody else. And not only that, you know what I appreciate is, you know, you know those people that like speak and spit sprays out <laughs> that of their it mouth? Is. At least that's keeping so, that. Down. So you're not as that bitter? That's gross. 
I know a lot of people like that. But then probably spit a little bit. That's the worst thing to be a teacher when I realize I've been like teeching and spitting. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. And okay. now I know I know one wants to sit in the first row. The issue with Vance, too, is like this is Vance is a very polarizing person himself. And he, I don't even think he like meant to be that way. I mean, first the guy takes a job with Monsanto, who at the time was like the most hated organization. Then Monsanto, you know, merges with Bayer and he goes out on his own. And at some point he went from being Psycom's poster boy to his most hated person. And I kind of watched it slowly happen since the 2016 election. The election was, it, it was very interesting how it's changed the whole landscape of how science versus agriculture interacts with each other. And I saw it happening and I, and I knew it was going to hit hard at one point. But you have some people that no matter what Isn't it Vance Cavin does, or something he's like that. Be the bad guy. Yeah, she Cavin, she uh, she was really big uh, promoting GMOs, and then now she's not. I even think she wrote an article <laughs> saying she couldn't promote them because uh, farmers use them and farmers voted for Trump. She's she's win, she's the, wins. The kid reasoning or I was reading the article, and I, I think it's another person who's going through a lot. And I, uh, that's what... you know, I felt like she and I used to be, you know, talk a lot, but I had to. I had to unfollow after a few strange incidences myself. But um, going back, it's like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, I agree, but I disagree with his take. And I was able to listen to it finally. He had a point. In our culture, facial expression is huge. And it's a huge way whether you know someone is bad or good. And so our faces being covered up could create a scenario where that could be problematic. Now, going back you have to balance those issues and for me i would rather you know have risks you know you know hurting someone's feeling because my eyes don't convey i hate you rather than accidentally spreading a disease but so many people refuse to just even hear his point out and it's automatically no he's an idiot he's monsanto's well, i think boy, he's getting whatever. opportunities and that they, they want they and they're pissed and so they're going to try to drag him down also what the optics are and and they can say it's not that's the optics. Well, like it or I yeah. mean, lump it or leave it. I don't care. That's the optics. You know, like a few weeks ago when uh, we were talking about a certain uh, organic farmer going against him over the, the podcast, mm-hmm. he's telling people's stories right now. It's living history and he's telling his story. And, you know, we're not going to agree on anything. And sometimes we're human. We err. And we, we're going to learn from this because let's face it, three months ago or two months ago, we were told face masks are not beneficial. But we've learned information. We've taken in new data. And so we adjust our thought. And for some reason, some people have a hard time with it. And it happens on all sides of the fence. Even the most skeptical people fall to their own biases. And this is one of those cases where they're so biased that they can't. Hey, who's awake? Critically. Who's awake? (laughs) Anthony? (laughs) Go to bed. Go to bed. I'm serious. You're making noise. Do your homework. Hear it. Sound travels. Dad of the Year award, right here. Let's go. <laughs> oh God! Why well, can keep hearing stuff rolling Dad's around up there? And I'm the like, God damn it. Anyway, I had that was my son at 7 a.m. this morning. Too. I have one of those early risers. Like, 15 year old boy wakes up at 7 a.m. What is that? And since his bedroom is in the detached garage, he like enters, he saunters in every morning by slamming doors. Okay. Well, speaking of early risers, our next week. (laughs)
Okay, I'm gonna let you read that one, Michelle, because uh, I know this person. I don't. I don't she's, even know. She's a great person. <laughs> okay, I chose this one for a reason. Probably no one will get. So yep. <laughs> this is yep. from. Uh, her name is Joanna. Jonah, and Blue Hockey Girl. Girl is her. Um, is her handle, and it says, "Again, please do not come to my DMs and ask for naked pics or send me pics of your dick." Dicks are not photogenic, and I am not impressed. So instead of sending them, how about not be one? Um, well, and you I would prefer right that saying, people but... <laughs> don't send me dick pics. Um, at least ask first. Oh. <laughs> I have gotten uh, dick pics. He's lying. So he wants glad some. I do not read these tweets, okay? <laughs> like, I am not going to lie. <laughs> that's all in the Snapchat early days of Snapchat. Now. That's it's, like all Snapchat was. Like people on from Twitter would Snapchat. What are you guys talking about? I Snapchat all the time. I don't know what kind of friends you got on there, but you guys need more singing in your Snapchat life. should just and be called less like pecker pics. Okay, Snapchat, like more singing. Snapchat should be called I'm fucking around. That that should be the name of that app. <laughs> So I want to say I, I agree with her sentiment. All right. You, you, no one should be sending nude pictures to anyone that are unsolicited. And the worst thing you can do is to j- just ask for nudes. That's techie. But I want to say, can we end the penis shaming stigma? Penises are not ugly. They are a beautiful organ that has been vilified in social media. And this whole thing that they're ugly is just, I think it's false. And I really wish... Yes, you shouldn't submit them unrequested, but they're not as ugly as people make them out to be. And that's probably going to be TMI, and my son's going to listen to this later and shake his head. But I want the shame to end. <laughs> Picture the young people, the men. Okay, time out. I said earlier I was drinking coffee and Bailey's. I now by. need to go get the fireball. I'll be right back. <laughs> Before you go, Tara. Our penis is beautiful. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever I don't know that I've ever used the word beautiful to describe them, but <laughs> I just need fireball evidently. Okay. Oh well, I certainly feel better. Um <laughs> and a lot more confident about some of the content I've been sending out there. <laughs> You know what's gonna happen is, is after this release is my inbox gonna be full of unsolicited dick. Oh, that's not what I'm saying, guys. I'm not gonna feel bad about your members. They're all very nice, but don't just, share them with me. You know, this isn't this isn't necessarily a little topic. I mean, it, I mean, it could be a little topic, but it sounds like it's kind of a big deal. Okay. Uh, we, we at the No Shit Show uh, occasionally take on the hard post. Does she say? <laughs> so you, <laughs> poor Jonah's gonna hate me. Nice. <laughs> um, so folks, do give Joan a follow. A follow at Blue Hockey Girl. She's become a friend of mine. Uh, we met on sports Twitter. And that's probably why she's showing up in your feed, Michelle. And uh, she's she's a super great person. We've we've become good friends. Okay. And she's from the Midwest, so good people. Uh, absolutely not. And that's one of the best things about her. <laughs> we both know that's not true. Do you need to go get Fireball, Tara? 
Okay. No. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, good. Just, you know, take a cold shower. I got to calm down. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, all right. This is a response to the transformative <laughs> wife who said, teach your daughters from a young age that boyfriends do not receive husband privileges. <laughs> Only a man who has vowed and made a, a covenant to love them all of the days of their lives and marries them receives husband privileges. Um, and then Marsha, of course, it's a Marsha. <laughs> Marsha Box 38. Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. People are going to. Fornication is a sin. That's Doesn't matter, male or female. Many parents only teach safe sex, but that goes against the Bible. I teach my kids no sex before marriage because it's in the Old and New Testament regarding fornication. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first on this one quickly. They're taking a fuck, all right, and, and they're gonna do a whole lot of fucking when they're in teenage years before they get married. The hormones are raging. You're not gonna stop it, and the more you try to stop it, the more they're gonna. Fuck. I don't know if I need fireball or a Bible right now. I don't know. I'm torn. They're at opposite ends of the house. So, um, but as far as the Bible part Both. of this, I Both. really disagree with this. Okay, because G. Jesus Christ died for, and I'm assuming because she cited the New Testament, she's a Christian, and of course the transformative wife is a Christian. Yes, <laughs> in a very secular view of Christianity, Jesus Christ died for all of our sins, and we all have sinned. You know, whether whether it's fornicating before marriage, or getting a tattoo, or getting your ears pierced, they're they're all sins. And last I checked, I don't think that there was like a like, you can't go in somewhere and prorate your sins. Oh, well, this one, not so bad. You really don't need forgiven for that. No big deal. They're all sins. So none of us are perfect. And that's why Jesus died for us. You know, it, at least that's what I'm coming to believe. And so I, I have a real problem with the religious connotation here. And then I have a problem with the logic part of it because we're animals. We're going to do things that we quote unquote shouldn't do <laughs> ideally it'd be great if my kids uh waited for marriage that's really not going to happen one because they're my kids and if they're even the slightest bit like me that's really not going to happen and that's okay <laughs> you know so i am um obviously raising a couple daughters and a son but um i'm gonna uh, the religious aspect i completely agree on um i mean take that off the table but uh so from like wait from the standpoint of waiting until you're married this could get me on trouble like on twitter i think maybe with some people but uh don't, don't buy the milk or don't buy the cow unless but, you've tasted the milk is that what you're gonna say you know, yeah <laughs> yeah basically i mean so what's to say that your marriage is going to be any better because you waited, right? Because so you waited till marriage and now your marriage is pure or whatever. That's that's not going to make or break a marriage. But right? if you get married and they're bad in the sack, that um, could make or break the marriage. Exactly. Yes. Now you're on my, thank you for saying it. I didn't have to say it. Thank you so much. Cause I struggle in the situation, but yes, that's what I was trying to say. 
Well, I think the thing is, like, if if you're waiting for that, you're probably not getting to know them. Like, it's not saying, like, having sex with someone helps you really get to know them. But usually if you're waiting for marriage in this kind of uh, religious society, you're probably also not getting to know them as well as you can. So you're not going to know Correct. their habits. Like, you're not yeah. going to live with them beforehand and know what makes them tick and to know if you're compatible. And that is a huge thing. Like, and one of the big, it's, we live a lot longer these days. And no one wants to be strapped down for 80 years with someone who drives. Right. But to your like point, if they sang. And, um, and then going back, and I know I'm interrupting you. I really want to know what husband privileges are. Because husband <laughs> privileges to me, like, I mean, are you talking also like, don't be, picking up the dry don't cleaning? Don't be picking up the no dry cleaning before You know, marriage. like, husband privileges <laughs> is really God big. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lock the floor some for you. Relationship though, right? Those parts that you do need to know, <laughs> like as intimate as intimate as they are, and like as personal mm-hmm. as they are, you need oh, yeah. to know because that some people don't have a beautiful marriage. penis. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about penises and premarital sex, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I also think that sex is a different thing at different stages in your life i mean when i was a teenager and in my early 20s mid 20s you know sex was an amusement park i mean it was just you know i wanted to bang 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 bang, bang. everything that i could find and and i had a lot of fun and it was good yeah. and it was great and i wouldn't trade like star wars right world and i also wouldn't go back to it for anything in the world um because now, you know, I'm I, sorry, young Jedi, yeah. there are things to have been learned. <laughs> well, I, I know now I want it to be, you know, I want it to be an expression of the love I have for someone. And I want it to be as close as I can be to someone, to that someone. That's what I want sex to be now. But back then, you know, I, that was stupid. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I, you know, just want to. Hit it and down the road. Yeah, go, bang hot know? chicks. I mean, that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we They're need more singing already. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of like your great memories at Disneyland or some amusement park as a kid. And like you grow up and you revisit it and you don't have the great memories as you did back. It's still kind of fun to visit like once in a while. Exactly. Window, but exactly. Nobody yeah, wants to go on that. I just want to point out, anymore. I just want to point out to the two of you that we have gone from like Star Wars to agriculture to beautiful penises and now on to the world of hitting it and down the road you go. I don't know, but like this podcast covers it all. We, are we, we do. There. And I, I love the Disney <laughs> reference because, I mean, when you get older, We're nobody wants to go on that It's a Small World After All ride. <laughs> but on a serious note here, this is how I ended up going on to the reply about how we don't teach anything about sex. Mm-hmm. And it goes against the testament. Reality is teenagers are going to have sex. Not all, but it's going to happen. And the worst thing you can do is not prepare your child appropriately that's how you end up because right. in a few ways your child is uneducated does not realize that they can get a disease this way they don't realize birth control does not prevent against infection and the other part is increases the shame so if something happens to your child in like let's say in a horrific case that they are sexually mm. assaulted you're you're increasing the chance they're going to think that it was something dirty about them 
when you close down that conversation and they need to know it was not about them. And I've had this discussion quite a few times on Twitter. It's like the people who won't get the HPV vaccination for their teenagers. Well, my kid's not having sex. Yes, they're not. But why not protect them just in case a horrific event happens to them? And that's how I look at sex education. And I know a lot of people are against sex education, but there is nothing, no harm can come from a child knowing how to properly advocate for themselves and how to properly care for themselves. Okay, Michelle, are you going to take the next one? Yeah, four dollars. I, I like following uh, okay. Ireland's farmers. It's kind of like um, Ag of the World, but for Ireland or Farms of the USA and Farms of Canada. And I, I love if, like Ireland. You know, if it wasn't for the fact you couldn't really own guns there, I would totally move there because you know I'm one of those crazy Americans. But anyway, um, so I love following all their accounts. And I went to Ireland a few years ago, so I got, uh, gained a lot of appreciation for the agricultural systems. And it's interesting noticing that some of their um, their issues and struggles are the same as ours. And so whoever's hosting Ireland's farmer's account this week posted five and a half hours into the week. And I said, I'd grab a coffee Four ten. I'm guessing that's euros in M and S. Why are people okay to pay this, but consider meat and fresh food expensive would usually make my own coffee here in the shop, but my office staff area is currently being turned into a nude, fr- in a new, not a nude, in a new, food- <laughs> I was going to go in a nude food production space. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at 410, I'm guessing it's, it's islands. They operate in euros. Let me figure out how much that is in American speak. Uh, 410 euros to USD. I mean, that's a lot of money. You think about it for a cup of joe. There's weight. And 48 cents. So, and that's one of the things we talk about here is people are so willing to get a throwaway cup of coffee and spend $5, but looking at $5 per pound for beef, they well, you're get, down to wants and needs. Or for their fresh so vegetables. So I need they protein. They that's too much money. I want $5 coffee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so your mind works a different way. But I, I think this is a spot on tweet. And I agree 110%. Um, I've been... Time out, time out, time out. You cannot go above 100%. I'm just going to point that out there. I'm sorry. All right. I'm going back to my silent mode. I just wanted to let you know. There's nothing <laughs> that exists like past 100%. Well, there's a pie. <laughs> there's only 100% of it. Well, if you it's change 100% the price of pie, I think that you need to increase, stick to okay. singing and a little less math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, no, but that that's all I've got. I just think it's I think it's a spot on tweet. I mean, I would be willing to pay as much or more for my protein, beef or pork. Yep. Um as I would for coffee for crying out loud. I agree. But for so many people it's uh for some reason they don't blink at the five dollars for coffee, but yeah, man, I fresh agree. apples so, are ten cents a pound and they're Okay, swimming. well that that's about our last tweet. So um good to talk to you guys. No, I'm just Thank kidding. Thank you so much for so coming do, uh, on. I'm sorry my I, co-host is like uh, ending so abruptly. Yes, penises and sex. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, all across the board No, so I, I do. Um, I said I'd sing you happy birthday, so I'm going to do that. Um, this is fun. So, uh, happy birthday to Yay! you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tara. Happy birthday to you 
Yay! And uh, that's yeah, so much I hope fun. You have a very happy that's the best Yay! part about this. I hope you have a very happy birthday today, <laughs> and I just want you to know that I'm so um, so glad you joined us, uh, my best good friend, and I. <laughs> it's it's been wonderful having you on here with me and Michelle for on my part. Um, just just fantastic. So Luke, Don't have another you, you have another it, surprise for me uh, coming it, on Twitter today. So, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, hopefully, it won't be hopefully it's not a bunch of like pornography followers or something. Like I don't really know. We were just talking about very inappropriate things, so I'm scared about what the next like wave of followers. Is. <laughs> oh, I hey thank you guys so much for inviting me i appreciate inbox. it i adore the two of you well, so i hope you guys have a wonderful well, that's weekend. Awesome. thank you so much Tara. guys uh i think it was a great show michelle do you have anything you want to add thank you well, don't say cheers so at the end of your post on social media <laughs> it's annoying well thank you and you have, uh don't forget to use the no shit show hashtag like our you know, pin posts on our uh, on our profiles and share them. That's how we're going to reach more people. And if you don't mind, um, on whatever app you're using to listen to our podcast, if you like the show, uh, jump on there and rate us. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of ratings yet, but that will also help us reach more people. If you don't like our show, uh, fuck off. Don't rate us. We don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'll take this moment as Conrad tells y'all to fuck off. Um, we, we have another idea we're bouncing around um, involving some other people. And um, just keep in mind, we're looking for stories like taboo topics that people are afraid to stare, share publicly, um, especially for those of us in agriculture. Um, anything that you think that story about yourself that you're afraid to tell out loud we kind of want to hear it. So um, in the next few days, I'm yeah. putting out some information on social, speed, and social media. That was something else I wanted to ask you before we got off the line Please here, Tara. Um, we're going to switch to some live shows this summer, I think coming in July or August. And we'd love to have you back uh, for a live show. Um, if, if that would be all right with you. Awesome. Shoot me the dates. Shoot yes. Me the, yeah. Shoot me the dates. So I can like Actually, plan for a bottle of fireball by. and the Bible. That way Illinois. I just, I have them well, we might, right here next We might to come me, see so. in person and do that one. <laughs> oh, how fun. So, Love that. I can come to you too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Awesome. We're, we're, we've be got awesome. a stages of, so I don't know. Uh, so far tour. we've made like, with our three listeners, yep. we've made like close to $30. And... <laughs> Okay, well, we, we well, I do have a camper setting right here, and it does trip. have two separate bedrooms. So, I mean, I'd split you guys up and put a partition in there. But if you guys need a place to stay, no, you're always good. welcome I'm, here. So. Michelle's going to book her flight, I think, and I'm going to stand on the corner and do what Yay, I can to awesome. help fund this. 